My name is Wendy Hummel. It's been a little while since I released an episode, so to make up for lost time today, I'm releasing two. Full disclosure, my schedule these past few months has been eventful, to say the least. And as much as I love this podcast, it has had to take a backseat burner temporarily. The podcast is a passion of mine, as many of you know. It's important to me to provide value through conversations with interesting people in the field of first responder wellness. And I take pride in the quality of what I share. I have a process when I put out a show. I always listen back to my interview, and then I create an introduction that blends highlights from the episode with what is on my heart, sometimes integrating resources from yoga or stoic philosophy, behavioral science, or what I feel could be most useful. As I navigate balancing my perfectionist tendencies with good enough, I still strive to figure it all out. So I appreciate your patience. Today's episodes are with fellow yogis. One is a mental health professional and the other a retired cop, but both are committed to bringing the tools of yoga and mindfulness to first responders. Sheila Schmidt is first up. She's been teaching and practicing yoga for 30 years in a corporate setting, private lessons, and in a studio setting. Not only is Sheila an experienced yoga teacher, she has over 15 years of professional counseling experience working in mental health centers, jails, schools, and private practice. Sheila works with first responder agencies to implement the tools of yoga and mindfulness and owns two businesses, Tactical Yoga Training and Inside Job Yoga. During our conversation, Sheila brings up how some she knows from the yoga community who aren't first responders question her affiliation with first responders and even disapprove of the fact that she has learned to shoot a gun. Sheila is bridging the gap as she educates this community about the work that she does and the application of yoga into learning to shoot. This is more important than ever as we're living in a time when our nation is so divided on so many issues. We need more people willing to educate and inform in hopes of less dissension and more harmony. I really enjoyed talking to Sheila because although the tools of yoga and mindfulness and meditation are becoming more mainstream in the first responder arena, As I was recently reminded by a colleague, those of us doing this work are still unicorns. There are more of us now than there used to be, and the abundance of research, science, and evidence to support these ancient practices definitely helps. Today I'm talking to Sheila Schmid. She is the founder and owner of two companies. One is Inside Job Yoga, and the other is Tactical Yoga Training. Welcome to the show, Sheila. Thanks, Wendy. Happy to be here. It's been a, a little bit. You and I have gone back, gone back and forth and tried <laughs> to connect. So I'm really happy this is finally happening. Yes, thank you for making the time between work and parenting schedules. It's, it can be a challenge, for sure. We were talking about that before we hit record. <laughs> and the fact that we're older moms, right? <laughs> That's right. You're the older moms at the pickup. I'm like, oh, wow, I don't know what TikTok is. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I do now. I don't know about I mean, you, I do. but I've done yeah. some. <laughs> Not yet. I'm trying to avoid it, but I don't know. We'll see when my son gets to be a teenager. So, you'll have to try it. We have done. We've done several, and I've even posted yeah. like one or two. And there was one time I even did some yoga, like we were doing headstands in the living room. <laughs> so. Oh, good. <laughs> 
Um, well, uh, Sheila, what I would like to do, I just want to start out. Um, you're doing some amazing work with first responders and you teach yoga and mindfulness. But, but before we get into that, if you could just tell everyone that's listening a little bit about your background um, and what well, then we'll kind of get to how you are where you are today and working with first responders, because as people who listen to the show know, and obviously you do too now, that Guns and Yoga is about all things first responder wellness, but I, uh, I'm a yoga teacher, I'm a yoga practitioner, and yoga, meditation, and mindfulness have really been impactful for me personally, and so I love it when I get to find people like you that are, are kind of like my people, for lack of a better way of saying this, that understand it, so I'm really excited about this conversation. So if you could just kind of start out and kind of tell everybody a little bit about your background. Sure, I'd be happy to. And again, it's an honor and a privilege to be here, really. And um, sticking with the yoga background. So I found yoga accidentally in 1987. Um, I think I was a freshman in college. Uh, and I was walking to class one day, and I looked in this window, and I saw a bunch of people doing yoga. They were true hippies. I think it smelled kind of funky if you get my drift in there. Yes. And honestly, I and I I made a mental note. I was like, well, I really want to go check that out. So I I literally just dropped into this yoga class at Western Washington University and kind of was in the back and it was in like a classroom. And you know, Wendy, for me, um, <clears throat> I knew then and there that there was something uh, powerful going on. I didn't really know what it was, but I started attending that class pretty regularly. And then I actually just started teaching right away. Like I started teaching and practicing the same year. I started teaching at the YWCA down the street from my university. And um, that was, yeah, 87. And I've been teaching and practicing since uh, probably two or three times a week. Um, from that, you know, initial, um, introduction to yoga which i'm really grateful for because i don't really know it was very it was very traditional classic yoga like no music no bells and whistles um we sat we meditated and then we did some yoga poses and um, real primary purpose yoga which is kind of hard to find right now these days so i continued on that journey um you know got a few teacher trainings like we do I, um, I continued to teach yoga through um, three college degrees in psychology. I continued to teach yoga through a, I don't know, pretty successful mental health career. I was a mental health consultant for a school district and then a hospital, and then I went into private practice. And this whole time, Wendy, that I was doing the professional mental health work, I was teaching yoga uh, to, um, well, whoever, really. I mean, I, I would teach yoga to my graduate student peers, to the hospital down the street. Um, I would go into the jail to teach. I would teach at studios. <clears throat> I would teach my friends. I, um, yeah, I mean, so I had that trajectory of kind of the mental health counseling thing going and then also the yoga going. <clears throat> I, in the year 2000, I went and moved to LA and did the uh, Bikram yoga teacher training, which was spectacular. I lived there. I was there for three months. It was the most in, uh, immersive, in-depth yoga teacher training at that time. So that was, yeah, 2000. Um, 
a few years later, I helped open a yoga studio in Hood River, a Bikram Yoga Studio, and then a Bikram Yoga Studio in Portland, Oregon. And then around, I think it was 205, so I, I was working as um, a drug and alcohol consultant for Providence and teaching yoga all over Portland and some studios. And I, you know, Wendy, for me as a clinician, I really started to get a sense that the work I was doing with my private, with my clients, my therapy clients, and the work that I was doing in the yoga studio with my yoga students was really crossing over. And I'm not talking about like access one, you know, schizophrenic. I'm talking about like your general neurotic psychotherapy client. Sure. Um, I was, um, you know, no alcohol and drug issues, no major mental illness, just, you know, you know, maybe depression, anxiety, lots of depression, lots of anxiety, lots of malaise. And what I started to do for every single one of my therapy clients, I would start with meditation. And just how I'm sitting here now, I would start them doing Zen meditation, which is the kind of meditation I started doing also in uh, the uh, mid eighties, just breathing as your anchor. There's no, um, you're not visualizing something or there's no music. It's just sitting <laughs> and using your breath as your anchor, which I have found to be the hardest one, but gives you the most bang for your buck for your, your brain. But anyway, I, um, so I started training for lack of a better word, my psychotherapy clients in Zen meditation right away. Like every single one we would go, that's what we would do. And then kind of get into the more, you know, psychoemotional things the talk therapy. And then in the yoga studios and all of the yoga clients I had, of course, there's, there's a psychological, emotional kind of component to doing yoga, getting in your body, releasing stress and tension, um, having some emotional breakthroughs. And, you know, so for me, Wendy, I, I think it was 205, I quit all of the professional counseling jobs that I had, um, which was good. It was time. I um, Sure. And I just did full-time yeah, I did full-time yoga. Like I, I, I was, oh my gosh, I was just driving all over Portland, literally teaching anywhere and everywhere. And then I decided, um, like a lot of yoga teachers do that I'm teaching for a while to open my own yoga studio. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was, uh, great. I'm glad I, I'm glad I don't own it anymore. So yeah, so I did the thing I, um, from the ground up, you know, it's, it's all me. I, I now know, that I can successfully open a yoga studio and I get to help other teachers who want to do that. Um, I did, I, uh, and it's, it's still going today, Yoga Northwest in downtown Portland, Oregon. And when I became a solo parent, when my son was one, I sold it to one of my teachers. So, um, that kind of brought me to the apex of like the yoga teacher, you know, owning your own yoga studio is, um, it's, uh, amazing. And I'm really glad I don't own one now. Um, so that's just kind of a little background as far as like the yoga counseling goes. Yeah. And there's so many things that are going through my head right now. So I was jotting down some notes. It sounds like what you're talking about, um, is this was also organic because now it seems like in, in modern day, here we are 2022, 
you've got a lot, at least I have met numerous therapists that integrate somatic experiencing and yoga and meditation and mindfulness practices into what they do, or if they don't do it themselves. Um, you know, we have a, a local group here that has like a yoga therapist on their staff. So it's something that I feel mm -hmm. like is a little bit more mainstream, but it sounds like you just kind of this naturally was something that you just put together because of these two worlds and how they yep. intersect it. And so when well, I had been doing, doing it for so long, but yeah, no, and, ahead, and sorry. It, it, no, that's okay. And it just sounds like, and for people who are listening, who aren't as familiar with all these things as you and I are, can you just maybe address why these two things are perfectly paired when you're talking about, you're talking about anxiety and you were talking about depression and then yoga, meditation, breathing, like, why is it that those things are so paired so nicely to help people? Mm-hmm. Well, because most of those issues center in, in your brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and at base, um, meditation and yoga are both trainings and tools designed to um, treat and train our mind, our brain. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, the Zen meditation, which you don't need to do very much of, it's just, you know, the quality, not the quantity, um, allows, you know, kind of the parasympathetic nervous system to do its job. You know, what I say when I am teaching the first responders is I'll say, you know, the, the yoga pose and the meditation and then the three-part breath is sending a text message to your parasympathetic nervous system. I like that. Yeah, that's good. And therefore, mm -hmm, you know, and then, you know, Wendy, and I always try to remind my clients, regardless of if they're a therapy client or a yoga client, is that it's not a quick fix. It's not like taking a medication, that mm -hmm. it's it's a modality, it's a training that is beneficial over time, that it takes a little bit of time. Yeah, that's a good point, because sometimes people think that there is a quick fix, so I'm just going to breathe or meditate one time and I'm good. Yeah. So... Um, so let me ask you this. So now you've, you've made this, this transition, you've put these things together. Um, now today you have not just one business, but you have two, one of which is specifically geared towards first responders, your tactical yoga training, which is what I really want to talk about. Um, I'll talk about yeah. yoga all day, but that's what I want everybody here listening to hear about. Yeah. So how did you come to want to teach first responders? Cause it doesn't sound like unless uh, there was something that you left out that you don't have a first responder background, no connection to first responders. So how, how did that happen? Well, I'm glad you asked because it's a good story. I mean, for me, it is anyway. Um, you know, I'm a mission and purpose driven person, you know, and um, it's just the way I was born. There's nothing I can do about that. And I, and I'll tell you exactly what happened. Um, it was 2.15 and my young son, I think he was probably, oh gosh, I don't even know if I do the math, but um, four years old maybe. And we were living in downtown Portland and we were at the Starbucks. Everything always happens at a Starbucks. We were at the Starbucks <laughs> that we had got, that I had been going to for like 15 years. Like I knew, like, you know, my Starbucks. And I would see the same cops there through, you know, I mean, we're talking years. Super nice, hello, wave, you know, a whole nine yards. 
And I was in there with my son, and it was 2.15 or 2.16, and the cops were in there having their coffee, and a woman behind me said in line, she said, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're in here with their guns. Mm. And I... And, I, and my son heard her say that, and he kind of looked over at the cops. And it was just one of those moments, you know, one, as a parent and, and you know, a community member, I just, um, and my son kind of looked at me like, yeah, what's with the guns in the Starbucks? And I, I said, well, I said, you know, honey, it's their job to have those guns. And, you know, if we needed to be protected, we want them to be able to have their guns. And I kind of left it at that. And then I also walked over to the, to the police officers um, to say hello, and I'll tell you, Wendy, I could, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but I could see them looking at me, not quite knowing if I was a threat or friendly. Sure, yeah. Like exactly. this blonde, blonde can see that. mom walking over, <laughs> yep, like trudging over with her son, you know, and I, I, I saw that. Because of my, you know, I, at that point, I've been teaching yoga for decades, counseling for decades. I mean, I, I, I could see it. And I right away, Wendy, in, I right away thought to myself, I wonder if the cops in Portland are doing any yoga. It was just like that. I was like, mm-hmm. huh. I wonder, I wonder, at this, po- at this point, Wendy, I had never held, held a gun. I never even shot a gun. I knew nothing about LEOs. And the very next day... I cold called Portland Police Bureau and Leo Harris, who I'm still friends with, answered the phone and I said, I, I want to teach you guys some yoga. And Leo laughed at me. And we still laugh about this. He laughed at me, of course. He was like, yoga? Of course We're he not did. Doing any yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I was like, oh, you are. You just don't know it yet. And Wendy, honest to gosh, that was the beginning of this amazing just amazing mission and i i mean i almost get choked up i mean i have learned so much um and have even a deeper respect and gratitude for any man and woman on the front line you know protecting my family and our our country really i mean i um you know from that cold call it was a cold call i made to portland police bureau Um, I've ended up working for them. I just, they hired me to create a video for squad car yoga. Um, So I went over with Leo Harris and a couple sergeants did this whole day of uh, videoing. This is years later. So I just, I just need to tell you that it wasn't just like I made a phone call and all of a sudden I'm teaching first responders. Right. Right. I was going to go back and ask you that because, um, First of all, congratulations and kudos to you because what you just explained is very difficult. You know this now, but um, we are a very difficult uh, group of people to break into if you're an outsider. Um, And so one of the things, yeah, yeah, first of all, seriously, you have to have some some drive, purpose, and mission uh, on board to really kind of continue to pursue that because for somebody like me, it was still challenging, but I was an insider. I worked there. I worked at the agency. I was one of them. And so, but it was still, there was still a lot of resistance back in 2015, 2016. So I can't even imagine yes. uh, the courage oh, yeah. that it took I got a lot, to, to try to just phone call. <laughs> yes. Well, trust me, I've made hundreds. I mean, I have a 10 year old. That's my mission. 
I'm a parent. I'm a mother. I'm a mission first mother. So there's that. But then, and then, but all of the other time, I mean, I can't even tell you hundreds of calls, emails, presentations, knocking on doors, lots of laughter, lots of jokes, lots of yoga jokes, lots of, um, it has been amazing. And what I have found to a T, and I can say this honestly, I have the the first responders that I have worked with and talked to and interfaced with have just been like salt of the earth. I mean, I, um, you know, and I I I've brought it into the two way community also because not only now do I own a gun, I know how to use it. Not only Good. you know have I learned. Um, more about I would never in a million years think that I know anything about being an LEO, but I've gone I've I've done my research. I've gone on my ride-alongs. I've interviewed, you know, the cops that I know. I've listened. I've changed my yoga language so that it's accessible to them and to bridge the gap. I've um, made sure that I have not come in because what I what I found Wendy is. Like a well-meaning yoga teacher will call him up or, you know, come bouncing in full of Lululemon and her, her you know, energy and say, I'm, we're going to do some yoga and completely lose the audience. And so yes. I, yes, so I have tried to come in and be respectful of, you know, I've got some skills, you know, that I've honed and been teaching for decades. I think they'd be beneficial and you know here's my offering and then also open to feedback i've gotten some really and you can imagine concrete feedback from you know i've i've definitely fallen on my feet a few times um but have made inroads i mean well and and it takes time to build that trust too especially in this culture and it sounds like you have put in the work and the time to create the trust and you've be, you've made yourself uh, culturally competent. I mean, you've got skin in the game. If you went on a ride along and you're still teaching years after that first call, that, that says a lot. People who are in the first responder culture understand how hard that is to do. So, so again, kudos to you because it's obvious that this is something that's really important to you. And I know, I don't, I don't know, but I imagine that this is something very, very valuable to the officers that work at the agency you teach at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what does it look like? What um, are there weekly classes? Do you teach the recruits? Do you teach in the academy? So can if you can explain a little bit about how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so far, let's see. Um, I was kind of going to give you the rundown of the way it's working right now. I. The pandemic actually kind of threw kind of a loop into it. I had just oh, I bet. gotten, yeah, I um, had just gotten in departments at the Portland Police Bureau, Camas Police Department, and Washougal Police Department. And then everything got locked down for quite some time, actually. And as a civilian, I couldn't go in, like, actually into the departments. Right. Um, but when that, when that ramped back up again, we did... Um, weekly yoga classes for anybody who wanted to come, you know, um, the administrative assistants, desk folks, 
on the car, you know, anybody could come in department. And that was a weekly class. And then they hired me to do mandatory all staff trainings, which are the fun ones because everybody has to go. And then there's always like, you know, 10 people in the back that are not happy about being there. And those are my favorite clients, the ones that um, have never done yoga, you know, maybe have a lot of preconceived notions about what it's going to be. And I love them um, because after a few classes, I can usually get them. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. There was a, one time a few years ago. I don't I don't I don't mean to interrupt, but it reminds me of like years ago. I taught um, I think it was about five years ago. I taught our SWAT team, my old agency SWAT team before I retired. And there was a little resistance, as you can imagine, to to a, a yoga class. And um, I remember one guy coming up to me. He's recently retired, but he came up to me and said he was kind of humble. He said this was something that I was really, really basically talking shit about. He's like, I didn't think that this mm -hmm. was going to be valuable. And you proved me wrong, essentially, you know, maybe not in those exact words. And ever since that point, for several years after, that was somebody who was a regular would regularly come to class and and i think a lot of times you're right there's such a preconceived notion and once you get somebody in the door they realize how beneficial it can be but you you hit the nail on the head earlier when you talked about cultural competence because that's that's really the key i think in this in this environment yes so go and ahead that actually brings <laughs> me to your to um yoga for first responders the amazing yeah uh, nonprofit. good job olivia um and <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, right. So two things I kind of, well, you know what? It's interesting that you just made me think of my my yoga teaching changed quite a bit, probably about 15 years ago. I dropped the music and, uh, and I've never taught like flow vinyasa. It's always been like Iyengar, Bikram Ashtanga. So strong standing balance, um, pretty hard physically but not fast and my teaching changed quite a bit to be more of a um, internal process of marrying that zen meditation with the yoga poses and you know what i realized um, just for even the civilian population and when folks would ask me for a good yoga class like what we see like on Instagram and the movies and Facebook. And even if you go to like modern day yoga studios, most of it is not yoga. Um, it's some kind of, you know, exercise, which is great, but I think it marginalizes a whole host of folks that might be missing it. First responders, of course, but also just general like middle-aged parents, you know? Um, so I, you know, Wendy, for me, I really knew and still know to this day that, I have to do a lot of education, a lot of really patient, consistent. My message needs to be consistent about the type of yoga I'm presenting and how it differs from what they might see or think. And then that language, what you said, and I, um, I started Googling also yoga for first responders, I don't know, a few years ago. And I just happened to come across yoga for first responders in Colorado. And oh my gosh, right? I was like tingling. I was like, Oh, look at this. And so of course, you know, I read everything. And at that point, being a solo parent, flying, you know, flying to Denver for a training was not, that was just not going to happen. But I, 
was pretty dedicated about getting there. And um, I started interfacing with those guys way before I even went to a training. And um, I, you know, I saved my, my pennies and got my son taken care of. And I went to training. And I that was, I think, two falls ago. And that was, of course, mind-blowing because here's a room full of like-minded folks um, with experience um, on the field and in yoga um, really getting it done. I mean, I cannot sing their praises, you know, enough. And um, I am I, I am a certified yoga for first responders teacher. I don't teach under that umbrella um, for, you know, lots of different reasons. And, um, you know, my takeaway from that, what you just mentioned was um, more expertise in being able to bridge the gap between yoga and first responders in the 2A community and military, um, specifically with language. And then also like what the mission is, you know, like what what really is the mission of tactical yoga training? And, the, you know, the mission, getting back to what you said earlier, is just training mostly in the brain um, to create that alert calmness in, you know, in the action, but then also being able to use that skill like off the clock, like when when the first responders go home, which is something I think of what when I went on those, I went on two ride alongs, which I know is not very much in the grand scheme of things. But I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm 54. I've seen a lot. I've been through a lot. I know what suffering looks like. I know what suffering is. And when I went home after those ride alongs, I mean, I couldn't even, I just, my first thought was, how, how are they going home? And then just, you know, cooking dinner and watching television and hanging out with the kids, like that transition from the trauma, at least the trauma I saw in one day into just home, it really um, got my attention. And I think for sure, sure any yoga mindfulness practice can help with that. What is one of the, if somebody's listening who's never tried yoga, meditation, mindfulness, anything that you and I are talking about, they, they've they never tried or it's new to them. What's one of the first things that you, you know, you talked about those skeptics in the back, the skeptics in the back of the room when, yeah. when you teach that in service. <laughs> and I can, I can relate to that too. What's one I of know. the first things that you teach <laughs> to address, to address that kind of thing? Because you gave such a really good example with what you just said, because of course, I've never even really looked at it like that because you just described like everything you see and then how do you transition to home? I mean, that was something I just did for so many years that something, I think it's something innately that you might do. People have like their own kind of rituals that they do before they, you know, they take their uniform off and then they get home. But it sounds like you picked up on that right away and like that there needs oh, to be something yeah. to transition. So if there's something you could offer a tidbit or a practice or something that you share with first responders to ease that transition. What I, you know, I also have to say, Wendy, I'm, you know, even though I've been teaching yoga since 87, I've only been teaching this population since you know, 215. Yeah. So I'm only seven, seven years in, which to me isn't very long. And I, you know, my, I want to be effective and useful. I mean, I want to pay my bills too, but 
I want to be effective and useful. Sure. So I'm always, I mean, that's really, I um, am always at, you know, I know what I'm doing, but I'm always um, like this grant that we got, which we may be able to touch on. There's like a survey and a research part to this grant to make sure that this stuff is actually working. Um, oh, good. But part of what I, part of what I have received feedback with um, snipers that I've worked with and um, police officers is the breathing. They have told me mm-hmm, that they have told me that um, you know, call it what you want, yoga breathing, three-part breathing, um, you know, deep breathing in and out through your nose. They have told me that that right there has made a difference. And I would think that just taking a couple of minutes to when you're home in your car or still in the department of practicing, you know, a few of those three-part breaths, you in through the nose and out through the nose with maybe a little bit of a pause. Again, that sends a text message to your parasympathetic nervous system, whether you like it or not. It's just biology. You know, you can't, you don't have to even believe it's going to work. <laughs> it's, it will work. And then you maybe have a little bit of a pause before you walk in the door to put, you know, your husband hat on or your, your mom hat on. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really good advice. And that's kind of what I expected you to say, quite honestly, knowing the power of the breath and it, it almost seems like it's too easy. And, and I'm, I'm guessing you've heard that too. It's almost like so simple, but, um, but it's one thing to know it and it's another thing to actually do it and practice it. Well, one of my favorite, um, well, there's so many, uh, my Zen teacher says, um, he'll say, well, everybody's breathing, but he says, but not everybody's aware that they're breathing or something like that. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So tell us about your grant. You mentioned it and you and I talked about it before, uh, before we started. Tell us about the grant. It sounds like it's really exciting. Well, it is. And I have to say, if there's anyone on here listening from Clark County Sheriff, thank you. It's really, I feel like there's a team. I mean, it's a group effort. I just happen to be sitting here talking to you, but it, I, um, you know, it's a big deal, Wendy. There are, you know, I could name 10 people that were involved in getting this, getting being awarded. We were awarded a grant from the Washington State Police and Sheriff Association. And um, okay. it it was not a sure thing. And of course, I don't know if you know how grants work. And usually with a grant with this size, they kind of award you maybe half of what you ask or something. And we got all of it. And, you know, the timing is right, as you have said before. And, and I have noticed, I mean, we are, we, are, we are at the beginning of that wave of mindfulness and training, tactical training for this population in a serious way. So, um, yeah, so Clark uh, Clark County Sheriff Department, it is a grant for a pilot program for all of the LEOs and their families. And so we'll be doing two two tactical yoga classes a week um, starting pretty soon, next month. 
and for April, May, and June, and then we're going to roll in one class a week for all of the families, um, spouse t and teenagers, not little kids. And that, um, and then we have some research data points tied on to the grant for the outcomes, and then we'll wrap up in July with a possible extension um, is what I'm, I'm hoping for. You know, my goal is to make these trainings part of the academy and a part of just a regular thing, just like firearm training. And so, but it was a group effort. I mean, and so congratulations, really. It's kudos to Clark County. It's kudos to the men and women on the front line. It's, it's, it's a win for them. It's a win, a real, a real win for them. Well, and it does say a lot about you too, because without you and them trusting you and you already kind of having that relationship, that probably wouldn't have happened. No. Uh, but I really like. <laughs> I made a lot of phone calls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's good too. Perseverance. Um, but, but what I love is how you're including the families. That is something that, that I really think is so important in this whole wellness space when agencies are are looking at integrating some sort of a program. I re I love that you that you've done that. So what where did that come from? Is that something that had been discussed early on or No, I I mean truth be told, I didn't know that was going to be a part of it. I don't I mean, I I don't know very many wives of first responders. Um, you know, me being mission driven myself, I'm kind of more on the first responder side. Um, then the kind of hold down the fort side, although it's interesting because I just had coffee with an L E O W right. Out, yes. Um, yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> and she, and it was just so fascinating because we just talked about the yoga and a little bit and, and, and she talked a little bit about what I just said, you know, she, she talked about, um, you know, being at home and holding down the fort and not quite knowing, you know, what was going to come home in the sense of, you know, stress level or that kind of thing. And, you know, being fearful these days because of all of the um, horrible things that are happening to police officers and kind of adding to a little extra fear for her. And, um, and just that little, that conversation I had with her, of course, solidified, you know, the importance of providing as much support and training in a concrete way, not just like, you know, well, wellness is a word I try to stay away from actually, um, just because people's eyes glaze over and a lot of the wellness industry isn't that effective. I mean, so we're really looking for a kind of effective, concrete training tools that these men and women can get trained on and then they own them, they they have them to use. They're theirs, right? We say the teaching is open-handed. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited to, to get the families involved and uh, maybe help bridge a little bit of a gap that might be going on there too. Well, and that's great that you took the time to meet with the wife to kind of get an understanding of the perspective because it is very different. I mean, for me, I, I mentioned that my husband's retired law enforcement as well, but I, and although I know what that's like, um, I mostly have experienced the first responder world directly. Um, so it is a little bit unique. I mean, I know what it's like to sit at home and worry when somebody's out in the middle of the night, uh, when you're home, I do, I do know what that's like. 
Um, but it's, it's still different when that's something that you've done for five, 10, 15, 20 years holding down the fort. Um, and it's, it's a lot. And I think it's really important to kind of support those, what I like to call hidden heroes, Ooh, the family like that. members that are at home. Um, yeah, I, I didn't come up with that. I like I that. I've gonna, heard it. So I'm sure I stole I'm gonna it from you. I'm going to take that from you. Okay. Steal away. I steal everything. <laughs> yeah. Once in a while, I right? come up with exactly. my own thing, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but they really, but it really, that's the way I feel because when you take a first responder job, if it's police, fire, EMS, I mean, it's not just you, your family is impacted too. Well, that's kids, what we were talking spouse. about. I mean, I, you know, being a mission driven person, like relationships to me are kind of secondary. I mean, I know, I mean, that sounds, I mean, not sick. It's just, you know, there's things to do before the relationship. And I understand that. I mean, I, um, yeah, I really do. I, and uh, it's the way I'm built. And, and, um, so it was really, it was a good connection. And I, um, I really look forward actually to hearing more stories from the spouses, you know, really holding down the fort. I mean, almost literally keeping the. Yeah. So if you don't mind, because I am personally kind of like an evidence-based geek and I love that you're doing surveys and you're, you're doing things to kind of show and collect data to show this is what we're doing. This is what we hope to find. So how are you doing that? You, you mentioned a survey. Are you going to be doing like a, a pre and a post or what, what sorts of things are you looking to measure? So um, it's all we have. I think we have three. We're in development right now for the for that survey and what the requirements are for the grant for Washington State. Um, but uh, sleep anxiety, mm-hmm. sleep and anxiety, and I think there might be a low mood depression component. So it'll be a, um, a pre-pilot program survey, and then I believe, don't quote me, there's two surveys during April, May, June, July. Okay. Two surveys and then, a po- and then post. Um, what was interesting when I first started talking to Clark County, I, who was it? Some sergeant said, and you'll love this, goes, well, now, how many how many yoga classes is it going to take? How many classes do they need? Or how many yeah. classes before, <laughs> you know, we can tell them how many? And I said, well, I said, can you think, and I always say, think in the long view, like, think decades. And I'll say, I said, I've been practicing yoga, this is my fourth decade of yoga regularly consistent mm-hmm. and so i said so you know if we can get them you know six months maybe in a year and they're more like let's do eight classes and see what's going on so i've kind of had to um which is fine wendy right i mean go do eight yoga classes that's better than nothing but if you understand the 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 um the importance and how long it takes for that kind of mental training that um, aside from the fact it's a relationship, like these, you know, I'll have a relationship with all of these people, you know, it's, it's, it's a relational thing, you know, it's an in-person, it's not online. It's a real, you know, in the flesh class. And that takes time to build, like you said, that trust. So I'm glad that the grant kind of got pushed out for this April, May, June, July, 
four months. So we'll see. <laughs> well, and you know, hearing you say that makes me think quite honestly, uh, this is no different. That question, that mentality of how many, how many sessions will it take? It's really no different than anything else that we do. Cause unfortunately in the law enforcement world, the way that our training is, is we, we train, we send people out and we don't really, in my opinion, regularly reinforce or train on certain oh. things unless you're in a specialty okay. unit. So, I mean, if you, I mean, a lot of agencies, you do have to qualify. You have to qualify with your handgun a certain amount of times a year, but you don't have to go practice. Oh. Um, you need to know how to handcuff somebody if you're going to take them to jail, but how frequently do you have to go through training or same thing with anything else that you carry on your tool belt. And I'm not saying that's right, but it's, it's kind of the way it is in the first responder profession just due to the lack of time. And, and of course now we don't have a lot of agencies don't have enough manpower and resources. So there's all of that too. So even though, you know, hearing that it's, I understand your response, but I also understand that's kind of one of the, the ways that, that we think because we don't really have that yeah. time to invest in training, which is unfortunate and I don't agree with it, but that's just kind of the mm -hmm. way it is. I'm really hoping, I mean, I'm kind of an optimist and I, I, um, it, you know what, I'm just going to say it. I really think that's going to change. You know, I, um, the emails I'm getting and the calls I'm getting now and being online and, and, and that kind of wave that I talked about because of maybe what's been going on culturally, um, that, so that cultural shift that we've been having with maybe uh, some other shifts, it's like the perfect storm for this nice blue wave of support. I do. And I think it's coming mm -hmm. and, um, and some of it will stick and some of it won't stick, but I, I really believe that, um, just even us having this conversation right now is probably progress, you know, and so great. So anyway. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Just because it is that way doesn't mean that's the way it should be. One of the things that probably drives me crazy the most is when I hear, well, that's just the way oh. we've always done it. And, and I've said this like a bunch of times, but the two things that cops hate are change in the way things are. So it's like, you know, <laughs> but so if anybody here is listening and I know you're in the, the, you're in a certain part of the country, but with your tactical yoga training business, um, do you primarily stay, you know, in one location? Do you travel? What sorts of things do you offer? If anybody here is, is listening, if they're with an agency or individual classes, anything like that? I'll do anything to be helpful, any, anything to be helpful and effective. I, um, I'm in Southwest Washington and, and, uh, the Portland area. And that's really like, um, yeah, it's basically Washington and Oregon. I can travel into like my, my, my person. Okay. Um, I mean, I can hop on a plane and fly somewhere for a weekend. I was just talking to someone actually in, I think Georgia who wants to do a little bit of consulting online, who I think is doing the same job, Wendy, that you just got. He, it's a wellness thing for his, and he doesn't, and he's a cop, on-duty cop, and he doesn't, he's like, I don't even know what to do. Like, okay. Um, but you know, Wendy, I I feel, you know, on Instagram, I feel, I feel questions or email. I, I'm very fine with anyone calling, emailing, texting, any questions I can add, you know, answer about, you know, yoga poses that might be good for shooting or how to help 
get yoga in a department. I mean, for, to, for me, you know, these are open-handed teachings. You know, I didn't make any of this stuff up. I mean, I've just kind of packaged it in a way and I am pretty driven, but I mean, so any way I can be helpful, um, I'm fine with. And of course, Excellent. teaching great. Classes, and I mean, that would be great, but yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and with inside job yoga, is that the um, more the civilian side of your of what you do? Um, can you talk a little bit about that just for for information yes, purposes? So, so, um, I <laughs> I guess it's kind of funny, but I had um, when I first started working with the Portland Police Department, I just had everything in one place, like marketing wise, like basically on my Instagram and my website, like all the cop stuff, all the soccer mom yoga, like all of it. And that was, I, that was my, that was my first good learning experience. And, and I'd like to say it was mostly my, I'm sorry, you guys, but it was mostly the yoga and Zen community that was intolerant, you know, that's just put it out there about yeah. to be able to, to, to marry yes, these two worlds I is what you mean, you know, right? And, then, okay. and then of course, when I started training on my own gun, that just brought it to another level. And I, honest to gosh, Wendy, I, I had so many conversations and I still do with my long-term yogis and Zen people about how can you be shooting a gun? Well, what's the yoga with the cops? What is that all about? And, you know, it might be the same coin as, as first responders going, oh my gosh, yoga is just about feelings and rainbows and stuff. So I, I, I always tell my friends, I say, listen, you know, it's the same coin. It's just the other side of the coin. Like we are training our mind to meditate. They're, they're training their mind when they're shooting. Like the gun, like the gun is not, it's just, so I had to separate those. So my inside, yeah, my sure. inside job, cause I don't want to offend any, anybody. Um, so my inside job yoga is just, all of the yoga that I do for civilians. I, I also work at a couple treatment centers and all my private clients go there. And then for uh, all my counseling clients, like I still, I'll, I'll take on a counseling client if I'm asked. And then the tactical yoga training is all two way military fire police. That's it. Full stop. Yeah. Gotcha. Is any of your therapy practice, I'm curious, uh, do you see first responders? Cause that's kind of a unique, um, group as well when you're talking about therapy. Is that something that you do or is that usually just for yoga? There is therapy in the yoga. They just might not know they're getting it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, I, right. You know, yeah. Wendy, it's very hard to se it's very hard to separate the psychological benefit that they're getting when I'm doing the tactical yoga. And I, I, I don't use those words, that language at all. I don't say I don't mm -hmm. talk about their feelings or any psychological process going on, but that's all happening, you know, with the yoga. And, and as time has gone by, I have had, um, yoga clients transition to therapy clients only when asked. Um, right. But you bring up a really good point though, because not everybody starts out going to therapy or thinking that they want to go to therapy, but there's other ways in. 
essentially is what I'm kind of taking from yeah, what he just there's said. There's other ways in and it is an inside job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. the name of it. Well, and what, one last thing I want to say that you just like really hit a nerve with me because you said something, um, about how you separated your, your businesses because of offending certain people. So what's, what's interesting is that my husband and I have just had this conversation not that long ago, because obviously I am, you and I are kind of opposite, I guess, you know, I was career first responder. And then in the last 10, 15 years really came into yoga meditation, mindfulness on all of these practices and have integrated them after into, you know, into my, what I do. And so I have been building a, a business about yoga and health coaching and Ayurveda and teaching yoga. But I, you know, first responders has always been the, my, you know, my first love. And so just trying to figure out, you know, guns and yoga sounds offensive, right? <laughs> and, and so at first I was unsure of how to, how that was all going to play out because I have a community that I'm in, in this two year coaching program. It's a yoga and Ayurvedic health coaching program. That's based on circadian rhythm science and yoga philosophy, but it's also geared towards what, what we do modern day. And when I've talked to some people in that community, it's been really interesting because people have at first said that was really kind of shocking. And then, but then they said, once we went to your website and we learned about your background, it, it made more sense. And so I kind of came to the conclusion because I, I d- did consider that some people would get offended, but then I just decided for me personally, this is who I am. This is who I, you know, who I work with. This is, this is what I'm doing. So take it or leave it. <laughs> it's kind of, but, I, but you're right because there are people that, that can get offended. And I think it, a lot of it is just not understanding. Well, so, yeah. So the fact that you're able to, to help bridge that mm-hmm. gap is really important. Yes. Yeah. I don't, um, there's a lot of similarities and crossovers, um, especially in the two way community and yoga and Zen. Um, I, I can't really afford to say kind of screw it. I mean, I am, I'm a bread, I'm the breadwinner for my family. So, uh, sure. No, 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 no I get that. And, no, but yeah. it's good. and then I also learned for me, since my, my, my primary purpose is to be effective and useful and it's more effective and useful for me to keep those separate. And what I also have done, Wendy, for me is that I'll, I, I'll invite people to go shoot with me, um, moms or, you know, uh, yogis, especially a lot of the yogis I know, they've never had hold a gun. And, and um, I'll say, please come. There's a woman, Bellatrix. Hey, Stephanie, that's a plug for you, who I've trained with. um in in Sherwood and she's a mom she's a woman she's excellent and she um she's slow and thoughtful and very detail oriented with the gun like I think you don't even shoot the gun for like hours in and and I've invited some of my zen in the zen community to come and shoot so they can they can have that felt that felt experience of how it's like a body thing you know it's a physical it's like yoga i mean it's just like you mm-hmm. the tech the technical aspects of learning how to hold a gun is just like a yoga pose and focusing your mind and breathing and so and a couple of them have taken me up on it which is really nice wendy because you know it helps we you know we're helping smash those stigmas i think in both worlds you know the police world and the yoga world and anyway 
I think that's great that you're offering that and that people have taken you up on it. Not a lot, a couple. <laughs> Slow. It yeah. takes it takes years for you know things to evolve. So keep keep mm -hmm. offering because I bet you more people will will take you up on it. So, um, so Sheila, I'm going to wrap things up because we are just about at an hour and I want to respect your time. So, um, is there anything that I didn't ask you about or anything else that you want to let the listeners know about either tactical yoga training or inside job, um, before we sign off? Well, I, you know, part of me just wants to thank and honor anyone who's has an open mind to any of these modalities that's new to them. And, and I really do feel it's a privilege and an honor to be able to work and be of some use um, in this capacity. There's that. And the other one is, you know, if anyone has any uh, questions or wants to, you know, find a good yoga teacher or studio or tactical yoga or yoga first responder stuff, please reach out to me. You know, I've got yoga connections all over the country and I'm, I'm happy to help. That's there. That's much appreciated. And how can people find you? We're going to put all the links in the show notes, but tell everybody how they can. You mean like you the out. Instagram? That's the one everybody. So I know all of that. I know all Woo! those things. Um, Instagram <laughs> is at tactical, should probably look at tactical yoga training. And then um, inside job yoga and counseling. It's the other one. Yep. Inside job, yoga and counseling. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn and I have a website, which is inside job, www inside job yoga. Um, yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much, Sheila. We appreciate your time and thanks for what you do because it's really appreciated because it, like I said earlier, you know, you came in from the outside and you, you know, you busted down the door and now look, look, look at all the people that you're helping. And I'm so excited to, to check in with you actually, and see how, how your grant goes, because I think that could really be very impactful. Thank you. Thanks, Wendy. If you enjoyed this episode, I have a small ask, please share it, give us a review and reach out with any questions that you may have or suggestions for future episodes at wendy at blueline yoga.com.